Peckham World Weekly is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. Be sure to click on their banner on this page or visit openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. These are the biggest reverse mortgage trends of 2022. Housing market predictions for the next five years and Jamie Hopkins, why debt is powerful. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of November 21st. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome back. We're going to begin with the housing market predictions for the next five years as reported in Forbes because it drives everything that you as a reverse mortgage professional have to face in the field today when it comes to home values and whether or not older homeowners may qualify. And then we'll get to the top reverse mortgage trends of fiscal year 2022. Now, Forbes reports in a recent column that no one has a crystal ball and we can't be certain of what the future holds for any investment or asset class. Even with hours of research, the best algorithms, and the most skilled analysts, they say there's always the potential for something completely unexpected, such as a global pandemic. Even so, they're looking to the future to provide some guidance as to the impact on our finances. This may not be perfect, but they say it's the best they got. And first is the one-year outlook. According to data from Freddie Mac, the average interest rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is currently 7.08%. And keep in mind, your average borrower is going to be paying about a half a percent more with their credit rating. Now, just one year ago, that same average for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was under 3%. That means they have more than doubled. And that massive difference is having a major impact on first-time home buyers. And of course, the prices of homes are dropping in several markets across the country. Then there's the three-year outlook. The same research from Goldman Sachs is expecting that property market will bottom out in late 2023. That's the end of 2023. So a rapid turnaround is not seen by Goldman Sachs and projections show prices leveling off and then remaining relatively flat until mid-2024. Goldman Sachs comments nearly align with Fed Chairman Jerome Powell's speech after the most recent interest rate hike of 75 basis points in early November. Powell suggested that the interest rate cycle is likely to last longer than he had originally anticipated and peak just under 5% by the end of 2023. 2024 and 2025, Research House Capital Economics is predicting a gradual rebound of home prices. We're not likely to see the hockey stick growth that was experienced during the pandemic. Then comes the five-year outlook. Looking ahead that far is tricky because there's so many unexpected variables that can come into play. But there are always those who are happy to make such a forecast. One is chief economist for the National Association of Realtors, Lawrence Young, who we've quoted on this podcast before. He believes we're likely to see total price growth across the country between 15 and 25% over the next five years. Now, of course, that's likely to be in the form of a drop in 2023, which is expected to level out in 2024 and then a period of recovery and growth. 
These are the biggest reverse mortgage trends of 2022. And this report comes to us courtesy of Reverse Mortgage Daily and Chris Clow. It says, according to FHA data, fiscal year 2022, which ended on September 30th, saw a total of 64,437 endorsements of HECM loans or the federally insured reverse mortgage. And that's up substantially from fiscal year 2021's total HECM endorsements of 49,207. And here is one of the trends, and I think you're not going to be surprised. Heckam to Heckam refinances represented 48.88% of all recorded endorsements in fiscal year 2022. And that was up just slightly from 46.72% in fiscal year 2021. And 2022 also saw the definitive end of the Heckam to Heckam refinance boom as that became impractical. But there is a continuing trend which has been observed since 2015. And that trend is the sharp uptick in the adoption of the adjustable rate reverse mortgage or Heckam. When compared to 2016 through 2020, when borrowers far away preferred the fixed rate product, fiscal year 2022 saw 95.06% of all HECM endorsements for the adjustable rate. This change in composition is in part a result of policies implemented in fiscal year 2014 related to the insurability of fixed rate HECMs, which included eliminating the option of future draws and a reduction in the amount of principal made available to the borrower. That, according to FHA's most recent annual report to Congress on FHA's Mutual Mortgage Insurance Fund. And then we look at the HECM for purchase. It only comprised 3.2% of all HECMs in fiscal year 2022, and that's down substantially from the all-time high of 2019 when 7.4% of all HECM endorsements were for purchase transactions. And next is the demographic composition of HECMs, beginning with borrower types as reported in FHA's 2022 annual report to Congress. Single males represented 19% of endorsements. Single female borrowers represented 35%. And 42% were multiple borrowers. 3% did not disclose their gender or status. But more interesting is the makeup of HECM borrowers in 2022 when it comes to ethnicity. Among all 2022 endorsements, only 6% of HECMs were taken by black borrowers, 5% from a Hispanic, and only 1% among Asians. And 71% of HECM borrowers were white. Now, this disparity, I believe, shows great potential in working with underserved populations. Geographically, HECM endorsements remain concentrated in five states. California remains the largest source of HECM loans, followed by Florida, Texas, New York, and Arizona. I would add that these states have several of the most hyper-valued housing markets in the nation, and those markets are currently showing some of the biggest declines in home prices. We covered the risks that are inherent with geographic concentration of HECMs in our video entitled The California Connection, which can be viewed at HECMworld.com. And our final segment comes from a column in Think Advisor entitled Jamie Hopkins, why Debt is Powerful, written by Jane Woolman Russoff. She says, here's a crisp and clear message to financial advisors from Jamie Hopkins, managing partner of Wealth Solutions at Carson Group. If you really don't care about what you're doing, you're in the wrong business, he told Think Advisor in a recent interview. Define your why. Your why should make you cry. 
Hopkins' latest book is entitled Find Your Freedom, Financial Planning for a Life on Purpose, which was co-written with Ron Carson, who is also the founder and CEO of Carson Group. And readers may want to peruse the 26 chapters, but chances are, writes the columnist, they'll want to take in his comprehensive conversational tome from cover to cover. In 2017, just seven years after Hopkins earned his Juris Doctor degree from Villanova School of Law, the American Bar Association named him one of the top 40 young lawyers in the U.S. And here are just a few of the takeaways from Think Advisor's recent interview with Hopkins. He said he would only hire 5% of financial advisors out there, and then he offers reasons. He says, how can advisors take their own personal financial freedom to the next level? He says, define your why. I always say your why should make you cry. If you don't care about what you're doing, you're in the wrong business, whatever it is you're doing in life. I think most advisors should put their why on their website and do a video about it. And debt can be a powerful planning tool that does open up possibilities in life that you wouldn't otherwise have. And take a lesson from the best companies in the world, says Hopkins. They almost all leverage debt to grow. Debt is a very powerful growth vehicle. Hopkins says you should always look at what rates you can borrow at and what you can leverage elsewhere. That should be an annual decision. For Americans, the two biggest debt decisions are college education and buying a home. And anytime you're borrowing, you're also making a decision as to how much to borrow versus how much to invest. Even if you've paid off your mortgage and you're 62, you're making an annual decision as to whether, for example, you should pay all taxes with cash, refinance your mortgage, or do a reverse mortgage. Then they ask, you write that only 5% of the financial advisors out there you would hire. How come? The main reason, says Hopkins, is I don't think most advisors are engaged in planning, nor do they have the level of education needed. A lot of advisors work in very narrowly defined systems where they're still pushing a lot of product or individual strategies. They don't engage in financial planning. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Heckam World Weekly. Apple users can subscribe and listen on iTunes. If you're not there already, be sure to go to heckamworld.com. There you can find our weekly video commentary, analysis, blog articles, and our monthly Top 100 Retail Heckam Lenders Report. Be sure to send your comments to info at reversefocus.com if you wish to opine. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And we wish you all the success and that you may win even in one of the most challenging markets. Have a great week.